Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. Today's episode is One Delusion from Murder. This story came to us from my friend Melanie, and she wrote this in the email to us. She said, a former star basketball player from my high school was murdered. He graduated before me, but I knew him since my dad taught him. We had gone to a Christmas mass and a coworker of my dad's was there, and he asked my dad if he'd heard the news. Nate had been murdered in his driveway a few nights ago. There were no details at the time, but what came out was a tale of disillusion. A man believed Nate was having an affair with a woman he was emotionally involved with. The man basically created this whole story in his head out of jealousy, drove to Nate's house, waited for him to get home, and shot him in the driveway. Wow. Right? So, yeah, I saw that email, and she sent me, she sent two articles, too, and I just researched from there and got, this is a twisted, messed up story. How sad and senseless. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I mean, it it, uh, it just, so much so. The more I tell you, the so much so. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Are you ready ready. for this? I think so. Okay. Okay. I've got wine. You got wine? Okay, cool. I got, I I have tea, but it's it's iced. It's not like I'm... Okay, so at least you're, you know, sad. Right, it's not like I'm like a grandma and I'm like, I'm here with my tea now and I'm going to have some tea. Tell me a story while I drink my tea. Okay, so (laughs) anyway, okay. So the victim's name was Nate Fox and he was a 1995 graduate of Plainfield High School, which is a a southwest suburb of Chicago. He was inducted into Plainfield Central's Athletics Hall of Fame in 2006. And besides being one of the school's scoring leaders in basketball, he also played football and was a quarterback during his senior season. So this was like like my type of guy. Yeah. I liked those in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, well, yeah. You know, who didn't? Mm. Yeah, right. Mm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so he went on and received a full ride basketball scholarship to Boston College. Wow. But he later, <laughs> yeah. he later transferred to the University of Maine and he played basketball there. He graduated there with a degree in communications. And after college, he moved to Europe and played what? professionally. <gasps> yeah. For teams in Portugal, Germany, Israel, France, Holland, and the Netherlands. Oh my God. That's incredible. Right? And he retired in 2012. He retired. Retired. <laughs> like, I always think that sounds funny when like athletes yeah. are like, no, I'm retired. I'm, I'm like, retired. really? Because you're in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, I've, be- I've become my middle age. <laughs> you must be exhausted. Um, so he retired in 2012 after his team won the Belgian Basketball Cup Championship, which I don't know what that is. But it sounds, it sounds like it was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it sounds important. So right. So he came home, like so he was a like a star at home, and then he went to Europe and was a star. In 2014, Nate was living in a townhouse in Bloomingdale, which is a more northern western suburb, same same general area, with his uh, fiance. On Monday, December 22nd, at approximately 9:30 p.m., Nate arrived home from work. He pulled his maroon 2013 Jaguar. XJ. What? I don't know what that is, I'm but it jealous. sounds fancy. I right? love Jaguars. Oh. oh. Okay. Someday so when he, I grow up. Someday. All right. We've got 10 years. <laughs> About 10. Okay. <laughs> so he pulled into the garage, and as he was getting out of the car, he was shot twice. Oh, man. His fiance had been inside making dinner when she heard the gunshots. And so she ran outside, found him slumped in the driver's seat. Oh. She called 911 and tried to revive him, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. 
He was 37 years oh, old. Oh my God. Yeah. 37. Uh, this guy has had an, this amazing career. life and yeah. and yeah, he's had this incredible career and now he's going to move on to the next phase of his life with, you know, this woman that he loves and. Oh, how sad. It was really, yeah. It's really sad, right? So, and then Melanie heard about it because they were yeah, at Christmas it was at high school. Yeah. <sighs> so, cause it was, this happened on December 22nd. So oh. it was, it was uh. literally right before Christmas. <sighs> Why? Why do people always do this shit right before Christmas? I don't get it. Okay. Anyway. It's, it's the holidays. Everybody gets really tense yeah. at the holidays. You know, it's a, oh my. A last minute Christmas shopping. Yeah. Everyone's emotional. I can't even imagine what it'll be this year. Oh, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's, t- let's talk murder instead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah. Okay. Anxiety. Okay. So, um, so here he is, 37 years old, and Nate Fox is now dead. Three weeks later, Jeffrey Keller was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Jeffrey Keller, 51, a married father of four and CEO of an internet company, lived in a million-dollar home in Hinsdale, Illinois, another western suburb. One colleague on his LinkedIn page said, quote, there are not enough positive things I can say about Jeff and his management skills. And he is, quote, a fabulous executive. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay. Jeffrey Keller had met a woman referred only to Katie in court. So I don't know what her real name was, but just Katie. While they worked together briefly in 2013, they communicated over social media. They communicated over social media and they had what authorities referred to as a, quote, emotional affair, a long-term intense friendship. But at some point, Keller became, Keller came to believe that she had started dating Nate Fox and viewed him as a romantic rival. What? Like, did they even know each other? That's the thing. Katie testified in court that she and Nate had only worked together for a brief period in 2013 at this insurance agency. She knew him, but had no relationship with him. And in fact, she was quoted as saying she didn't even like him, like as a person, like, Right. And that once he left, right. And then once he left the agency, she never saw him again. But how did he come up with this? That's right. I I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he, did he, he somehow saw them together and she laughed, which seems weird because she said she didn't even like him. I don't know. I mean, there's pictures of, I mean, he was, he was a good looking guy, Mm -hmm. right? He was, he, he, like, if you were going to like, think of like the star basketball player quarterback mm-hmm. good like he fits the mold right okay he was a yeah. good looking guy so you know I could see where someone would be like oh don't you find him yeah. attractive and yeah. I, whatever but wow but here's the other thing so but Keller repeatedly accused her of having an affair with Nate but which is weird having because, an affair with her <laughs> right and I was just like Wait and they minute. never say that they were having an affair and nowhere can I find anything where Katie mm-hmm. says oh yeah we were you know so I don't yeah. know if she was just like flirting with him over social media for several years. I don't know. It's, Yikes. it's, it's weird. But yeah. for some reason he thought the guy was a romantic rival, oh my although they had an intense friendship. So I don't understand. And he's married, right? And he's married with four okay. kids. Ugh. Now 
Now that so many kids are starting school with online learning, it's time to update the school supply list with stuff for parents who have suddenly become part-time educators. Yes, all the important things to start the year off right, like the mojito drink infusion kit and drink tumblers with sayings like, not slim, kind of (laughs) shady. And at the end of a long day of pretending to understand common core math, candles like anxiety girl infused with impending doom hit the spot. Mm. All of these critical back-to-school items and more are available at ThistleWellington.com. That's T-H-I-S-T-L-E-W-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. ODFM listeners get 10% off when they use the code ODFM at checkout. So visit ThistleWellington.com today. Okay, so according to prosecutors, Jeffrey Keller stalked Nate Fox for nearly a year and a half and became, their words, maniacally unhinged. Wow. Well, it's like a strong way to to say it, right? That's not pulling any punches. No, right? (laughs) Right? You are so you're saying he went a little cuckoo. Oh, no, he was maniacally unhinged. (laughs) This is where it starts getting really wacky. Okay, in the weeks before the shooting, Jeffrey Keller had bought a Jeep. Do you mind, man? (laughs) Does he need out? (laughs) Shut your face. In the weeks before the shooting, Keller had bought a GPS unit, which he had secretly placed on Katie's car to track her movements. Ah, creepy. Right? So they're seeing each other in person, too, then. Or at least he knows where she lives and stuff. Or he's seeing her in person. I don't know if she was seeing... I don't know. Like, like, there's very little that I could find from her. It's weird, right? It's like she doesn't admit to having any kind of anything at all. (laughs) What's happening? I heard a rumbling and that was it. Okay, sorry. That was because the cat walked on the dog. Oh, and he growled. She growled? She growled. She growled. So Jeffrey also stole a nine millimeter gun that his nephew kept under his bed. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. kind of scary too, that his nephew had one and... Right. And I'm thinking under the bed, probably not the best one. Yeah. (laughs) Plus he's wealthy enough to have his own, but he would rather pin it on his nephew. I I don't know. I'm telling you, this gets, it's weird. So then, although he owned four vehicles, I found an article that said that. I was like, oh, you're trying to throw in there that he he had some cash, right? Yeah. Yeah. So although he owned four vehicles, he rented a black SUV, and three days before Christmas, he, quote, lay in wait for his target at home. That's how prosecutors put it. Planning this. He was was seriously planning this. Yes. So they said that he unscrewed a light bulb and hid in the shadows outside of Nate's garage. Yikes. Creepy. Yeah. This is the really creepy part. While he was waiting for Nate to come home, he messaged Katie telling her that he had been in a board meeting and asked her how some Christmas cookies she had baked turned out. Yikes. So So he was giving himself some some, uh, alibi right there trying to right but but also like oh yeah it's cool i'm just you know hey how's it going i'm lying about where i'm at you know how are your christmas cookies i'm hanging out outside this guy's garage with a gun in the bushes oh my god how freaking creepy is that (gasps) I, i know right okay so then prosecutor said that when nate came home keller fired twice at him while he was exiting the car because nate was six foot nine 
<gasps> and this way he would be in an awkward position. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even wait for him to get out of the car. He was scared to death because he's a- so obviously. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Oh yeah. So he, I mean, this was so planned because he didn't wait. I mean, he didn't even try to talk to him. He, Mm-mm. he shot him while he was getting out. Cause it was like, okay, this guy's huge. Yeah. If he gets out, my you know, chance. this might not go yeah. afterwards. Keller fled the scene. He later bought additional bullets to reload the gun and replace it under his nephew's bed a few oh. days later. Oh, yeah, right? A dick. Oh, my right? God. But, but um, a college friend who met with him a couple weeks after the murder said that he confessed to the crime while they were visiting together in Texas. And then that friend called the police and agreed to record um, phone conversations. Wow. And so then police were on to him and they arrested him on January 14th and he voluntarily handed himself over to the police. So just he like, was mentally stable at, of, at some sort of level. It's not like he was insane. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. How sad. Right. And yet after he did all that, he goes he, and tells he somebody. Went, he went like three weeks without telling somebody. <sighs> it's like, oh geez. He's so um, proud of himself. Here's, here's, here's the fun stuff here. Okay. Okay. So at the trial, Keller testified that he had only gone to Fox's townhouse to talk to him. And he thought that the gun he had brought was a quote prop or bluff in case the confrontation became violent. And it was his understanding that it wasn't loaded. Right. Right. Yeah. Nobody's believing that. Right. And he said, he testified that Nate Fox rushed at him and the gun accidentally discharged in the struggle. But he was found still inside in his, his car, car yeah. slumped over the driver's seat. It was like, dude, it's not even... Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when asked about the, the GPS he hid on Katie's car, mm-hmm. it, it stopped sending readings the night of the shooting. Wow. And when they asked him about it, he was like, well, I don't know what happened to it after that. What? <laughs> right? I mean, wow. yeah, his story was just, it, it was Yikes. just like, it was bad. So it only took the jury an hour to decide oh that he was God. bullshit. Wow. <laughs> an hour, right? He was found guilty of first degree murder of the first degree murder of Nate Fox, who they had never met. These two men had never had a conversation. He killed this guy. It was all in his head. He, he, had, he had built up this entire situation in his head. He thought this guy was a romantic rival to someone that he was having an emotional affair with, I think. Um, it, how interesting. It makes you wonder if that Katie had any kind of, you know, desire to create some sort of jealousy in him. So I, that I don't know. I don't know what their thing with was, her. right? Yeah. It's just so, it's so weird. Um, Oh, and uh, he was sentenced to 70 years in prison. Ooh, good. Because they were like, first degree, thought out, planned. This was a premeditated. Yeah, he took away somebody who had absolute innocence in that. Yeah, this guy knew nothing. He like, maybe like the two of them had like, I don't know, cross paths in an elevator or something. Or, you know, I... And she testified, she's like, I, I wasn't friends with this guy. I didn't even like this guy, you know? So I, isn't that just the... Oh, that's mind-blowing and sad. I mean, just like one of those useless, sad. senseless things. Right? And then, like, 
Sooner Christmas is ruined. Just, oh, just absolutely. ruined for his for the family, the, yeah. the, the fiance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, I mean, not that any other time it wouldn't be ruined too. It's just like, well, and he it's ruined tied his own to family too. Yeah, his own kids. Oh my God. Yes, his own kids, his own him. family. Yeah. Oh my God. Gross. I can't even. And it wasn't even a real affair. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it wasn't, even, nothing even really happened. Like there was, well, you know, as far as we know anyway. Right. Isn't that crazy? It's some sort of sorry. like, yeah. Oh, it's like this um, emotional turmoil that he put into his own head that didn't even exist for anyone else. How bizarre. I know. I, you know, I, I start to wonder like, okay, so I've been in the position before where, you know, there's, you know, there's somebody that I know and they're a totally nice person. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I know that they kind of like me and I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. You know, I, right. I don't try to tr- uh, lead them on, but I, I right. try not to just be, and I have to wonder, I mean, I don't think that that's what happened here, but could you imagine if you oh had done God. that? Yeah. And that person had built this in their head. And then some other poor person who has nothing to do with any of it yeah. suddenly becomes their target because of another delusion thing. Like you said, right. delusion. Yeah. Delusion. Exactly. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I think about that because there's been times where I've done that where I'm just like, I don't want to hurt totally. someone's feelings. And I'm just like, no, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, in college, I was um, shot girl at at uh, dance club <laughs> different kind of shots <laughs> different kind of shots I had to, I different literally had to wear those stupid holster things and the you did oh not. my god I lasted <laughs> I lasted but there, there was this poor guy and you could tell something was mentally wrong with him and he would always ask for my no- number when I was there <laughs> and I would oh god. let him know and then Finally, I gave him some fake number and he came back the next week and was like, oh God, I tried it. It didn't work. And I was like, uh, maybe my oh roommate my changed the phone number. He would believe anything. He was <laughs> well, they changed our number. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I was too nice to be mean. And, and I, I, yeah, it kind of needs to can't... be. I wish I could be. Yeah. Or it could have been at that point. Yeah. I, was too I nice. do remember I did that once in high school. There was a um, lifeguard that I had met and he seemed really cool at the time. And then I met him out one time with a group of friends and I was like, oh my God, this guy's a moron. Like he was just <laughs> not right. You know, he was just oh, no. not right. And I was like, okay, but I had already given him my phone number. Mm-hmm. And so then he called like a couple weeks later. And so I decided I was going to tell him like, you know what? I'm moving out of state. <laughs> and he's like, you are? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you know, and I just started, I like, I don't know, my dad got a job. I like had to move into Germany. I'm sorry. Thing, right. Yeah. And I told him that I moved away. And like three months later, oh, no. he called again. This oh, is God. pre like, you know, where you get the uh, pre um, caller ID and stuff like oh, that. Right. Yeah. And so I answered the phone and he was like, Hey, I thought you moved. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm back. So, I was like, so the deal fell through on the house. And so, but we're, we're actually leaving next weekend. (laughs) Oh my God. And he was enough of a moron to believe it. Right. And because I was too much of a, of a stupid shit to just go, dude, I I don't like you. Like, I just couldn't do that. I was never good at that. It was this whole long thing. No. Right. Oh my God. I could have just said, you know, man, I just don't think that we should talk. But no, instead this guy thought I was moving. I just (laughs) can't. 
of excuses. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's today's story. I loved it. I thought you did a really good job. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie, for sending it in. That's awesome. Thank you, Melanie, for the for the story. Crazy story. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, what were you going to say? No, that was it. (laughs) That was it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Sources for this episode include Patch.com, the Chicago Tribune, ConnieMoments.com, NBC Five Chicago, CBS Two Chicago, ABC Seven Chicago, and Heavy.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. If you have a story you'd like to submit for a future episode, please email it to odfmpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at odfmpodcast and check out our website, odfmpodcast.com, for more information on our episodes, your hosts, or general shenanigans.